Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast, where we break down the classic and cutting-edge wisdom of self-help to discern how to actually make positive change in our lives. I'm Kevin Miller. In this episode, I'm back with Tim Schur to walk through his personal values and motives and habits and these key areas of life fulfillment so we can hear what it's driven and does drive him to build winning teams, to uh, promote a secret society, as we talked about in the first show, and design a winning life that fulfills him and so many others. Uh, Tim, again, his new book is The Secret Society of Success. Stop chasing the spotlight and learn to enjoy your work and life again. Uh, Tim spent a decade working as COO with Donald Miller, launching StoryBrand and Business Made Simple. Before that, he worked at Tom's as well as Apple. He is the host of the Build a Winning Team podcast, which you can tune into right there on your little podcast player, uh, where he offers listeners actionable advice as he interviews some of the top leaders in business. And folks, if you find value from this self-helpful podcast, subscribe, leave a rating, and best of all, take something you learned from Tim like you're going to today here and share it with somebody else. You can always find me at kevinmiller.co. Next up, the values, motives, and habits of Tim Schur. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. All right, Tim, well, I'm looking forward to this. You, you, you said some stuff in our first talk together that I went and noted and thought, okay, I'm going to ask more. I'm going to ask more on that one. Now, I, you know, I know you from, uh, our work together with, with Donald Miller, who we've had here on the show a couple of times and know you come from a, a faith-based uh, perspective. So I want to ask, yeah, what are those? When we ask that question, you know, it's one thing to talk about your faith, but to say, you know, spiritually, what are your what are your primary values and motives and how do you practice those? When I had to do that myself, it wasn't, it didn't come as quickly as I thought it would be. I had to think yeah. about that one. So start there. You know, faith is a big deal to me. And, you know, if you think about how that plays out, it's trying to live like Jesus did. And what's interesting about this book, The Secret Society of Success, I, I wrote it in a faith neutral way because having worked with Don, he transitioned from writing Christian memoirs to writing business books. I, I know I was part I just, of that transition, man. I started off with <laughs> blue like jazz. And I think the last show yeah. we had with him, I said, man, I, I missed some of that stuff you did before. Go, yeah. 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 So big. I, I got to 
you know, walk through that journey with him. And I just fell in love with the business space. And so I wanted to write with that in mind. And if you really think about it, as I break down, what does it look like to live in the way of the secret society? The foundation really is serve others. And I actually tried to stay away from that phrase as much as I could in the book, just because I think it's lost a little bit of meaning for people. Agreed. But instead, I, I talk about it through the lens of helping others win. Okay. Like that's what serving others is. It's helping yeah. others win. And, you know, I, I talked a little bit about this in um, our, our last section segment. So Andy Stanley has this phrase, this question that he's asked. Andy Stanley has this question that he asked, which I love. It's who am I here for? You know, and, and really that question is again, serving others, showing up to help somebody else think with others in mind. And so for me, that is just this constant struggle though, because everything in us wants to make it about us right? Like we wake up in the morning and it's about us. <laughs> and so I think it actually takes a lot of work to swim upstream and to try to make things about somebody else. Yeah. And so I try to put these little breadcrumbs, these reminders to keep me focused on that. And, um, you know, when I was running story brand, I created this eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and up at the top in big, bold letters, I wrote, who am I here for? And below it, I put the names and the pictures of every single person on my team and their families. Because on the days that I would want to, you know, just beeline it to my desk because I had a, you know, a calendar full of meetings and endless to-do list, I just needed that little reminder to just say, all right, Tim, who are we showing up for today? Because I wanted to have a habit, a practice of really leaning into this idea of how I can come alongside other people and, and not make it about me all the time. Man, Tim, uh, we're, we're, we're seconds away from an entire show right there. It, Cause <laughs> maybe it's just where I am right now, because you, you saying that we've just did a show on mental health and I would say, so here's, maybe I'll just throw out a couple nuggets for folks that, that when we look at depression and despair and apathy and the things that we're struggling with as a culture, I have found that to be one of the best medications for myself and for others is just to come back to who am I here for? Because when it's just me, that is the most depressing thing I think I've ever experienced. And I think other people do. So for you to put that out there, I think is worth the price of admission and just on an interesting side note, I've been experiencing some things with some other people lately. And I wonder if that's what the thing that drives us as much as it does to having pets and kids even is it's almost forces us to not be all about ourselves. Even at the depth of despair, I got to feed the the dog, take it for a walk, or now I've got a kid to child for a child to care yeah. for. And it really helps me be there for somebody else. So who am I here for? Man, that's, I don't know if there is bigger medicine, maybe. It's, you know, I, I heard an interview with Scooter Braun and he's the manager to Justin Bieber and just some of the biggest musicians uh -huh. on the planet. And, you know, he talked about how if you were to hear about someone who is a CEO and, you know, they commit suicide, he's like, 
you know, you hear that, but you're not really surprised. But if you actually hear about someone who just was constantly serving, they worked in a soup kitchen and they committed suicide. He's like, you'd be shocked. Hmm. And, and he said that what he has learned is the only way to stay sane, especially in working with these musicians, people that are celebrities at the highest level. He said, the only way to not go crazy is to serve. Wow. And, and I think that that's true for the people that he works with, but I, I think it's true for all of us. And, you know, it's a pretty lonely place when we make it all about us, but, you know, and we can show up and actually realize that we're a part of a greater whole here. Um, it, it seems to bring a lot more meaning to our lives when we can stay in that headspace. Being a part of a greater whole. Tim, as I have restructured this show and the concept of that and talking about values in regards to spirituality, that has been what has primarily come up in a, what you just said, a faith neutral aspect. So even if somebody does not mm -hmm. recognize a certain God or God at all, they still, they wouldn't be on the show if they did not have a bigger view of a, of a, a perspective of a greater whole that they're a part of. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that out. Um, the next one here is relationships, the things that you value, which to a great degree, you, there's just some overlap in what you just said, uh, serving other people, but for you and, and the relationship values and how you walk those out, tell me. Yeah. So I, I had this dream that I was going to be the next John Mayer. And when I was in college, I read that I in your book, writing, yeah. I started writing songs and I thought the path for me was, you know, fame and spoiler alert that did not happen. Um, but you know, what I've seen in musicians is for them to make money, they got to be gone. I mean, they're on the road. Mm -hmm. And what's been interesting is I got married and that even as I had kids, I just started to see my desires change. And what was really attractive in my early twenties of touring and traveling and, you know, all that, my desires have changed. And so yeah. for the last 15 years, I have had this motivation to set my life up in a way where when my kid is playing a four o'clock basketball game, I want to be able to be there. And that's largely because my parents were able to show up for me. And I just saw how impactful that was for me. And I just want to be there. And so there's been this filter for me as I think about opportunities and even my profession. Can I make it to a four o'clock basketball game? Mm -hmm. And so you make decisions and while I also would love to be a member of the PGA tour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. No. It's, it's the same kind of thing. You're traveling, you're away from home and family and all that. So I guess I won't go try to make it on the tour, <laughs> and you're, but, but they, they, these are, these are filters for me. And, and so I, I actually do keep, I, I, I list these values. I, I then try to orient my life around these values and make decisions according to these values and these filters that I've set up for myself. You're married two kids. What are the kids gender ages? Yeah. So Judson, he's four and a half 
And then our daughter, her name's Elle and she's two. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Congratulations. <laughs> Every time, most of the time when I say that, people say, you're in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually what they say. It's I, like, hey, four and a two, it's 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 full life for I'll, sure. I'll admit, man, I've I've gone through those ages a lot. So grateful for them and um also good to be in a different chapter now. Um as well. <laughs> so man, um health and wellness, uh just the aspects of of you know exercise, diet, nutrition, your personal, physical, and mental capacities. Tell me about your, yeah. Yeah. What, what drives you there? What your habits are? So I want to, I really do saying this even for the second one in a row, I'm thinking about the long game and a lot of things that I do. And, um, my dad died of cancer when he was 59 mm. and I just want to be able to be around for my kids, you know, and I know that there are things that I can do today that improve my chances of being around for longer. And so I'm pretty mindful about what I eat. Um, I feel it, uh, when, when I'm not eating well and I'm 35 and I'm just starting to get to that age where my body is responding to the food that I eat a lot more than it used to. You know, I used to be able to go crush some burgers and some fries. And now I'm like, I think I'm going to just skip the majority of that. And I'm just going to eat a salad with a side of salmon or whatever. Right. So, you, you know, I'm paying more attention my, to some of these things and how it impacts. Well, I got to, I got to sure. say my buddy, Randy James, who co-hosts a lot of these shows, he's a, a medical doctor and functional medicine expert. He would say that is the blessing of pain. It's, it's a <laughs> bummer. You didn't have that pain before. Cause you should have now you've got it and you can wisen up. So there you go. I probably eat a salad like two to three days a week now. Yeah. And it's just like, I, cause I need to. Um, and so I play basketball a couple mornings a week. And, you know, I wake up at 4.45, we play from 5.15 to 6.30. And, you know, it's a bunch of dads that we're trying to go out there and have some fun and try to not get hurt. <laughs> so uh, that, that's that been really good for me. And, and we took a couple year break during COVID and just started back in March of 2022. And um, I just didn't realize how much I missed it. So I, I really enjoy that, that just, getting out and running and, you know, I, I feel good. And I, I use uh, a whoop. So I track yeah. my recovery, my sleep strain. I mean, it's amazing. So I, I love that too. Just, it, it brings awareness to what my health metrics are. And, you know, what I've learned too, is the food that I eat can impact my recovery score on whoop. Mm -hmm. So I might get the amount of sleep that I need, but I started realizing, oh, wow, I'm getting horrible recovery scores when I had a burger and fries and a beer, you know, that Friday night. And so I've started to make some real diet changes um, because of just that information. So super helpful. Well, free advertising. I, I've done Whoop uh, as well. I, I did that for quite a while. And the other one, looking at recovery. I, I, I took, I took it off while we're talking. I, I use a Garmin. It does all my, you know, riding and running. It does a lot of stats that I look at every morning. I look at my sleep scores and whatnot. Um, and it does do recovery, but 
for full, I don't think we, we usually look at our performance back to that aspect uh, that we talked yeah. about in the first show. We look at our performance and we don't look at, okay, the big performance requires recovery for the next performance. And I am more aware, even as my performance is high at my age, my recovery takes a little longer and I pay more attention. Yeah. And so to what you're talking about, I'm a huge fan of the wearable devices that give you stats and data. And I'm not a detail guy. I'm not a data guy, but the numbers don't lie. And they, they, they see what we don't understand. And I put whoop at the top of the list and the aura ring as far as recovery yeah. and knowing what's really happening. And it's interesting. Cause I wake up and the first thing I do is I want to see what my recovery score Me was. Too. And yesterday Me it was, too. it was 52%. And I'm like, it's interesting. Why? Exactly. You know? And yeah. then I look, okay, my sleep, I got 90% of my sleep performance that I needed. So it must've been diet based. And I'm thinking through what did I eat that could have impacted it? And, you know, I hate saying this, but ice cream, it just, <laughs> it hits me more than it used to. And it's such a bummer because yeah. now I have a choice. Do I choose to have it knowing what I am? And I, do I accept my fate or do I just make another choice? So I, I'm, I'm learning trying to get a little bit better well, every day, but at least it, it even allows you that to make that choice. And there are going to be some days where I'm going, you know what we're celebrating. I'm eating all the ice cream. I know I'll, I'll make up for that. Or, you know, I'll try to address that and I'll, yeah, I'll need yeah. to be a better recovery the next uh, <laughs> evening as well. But man, I, yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. And, and even to looking at that, the bad scores, then I, I'm learning more to consider what was the day like before as far as anxiety. Yeah. How was I yeah. worrying about something even, and this is one that is, I'm not usually cognizant of, or I didn't used to be that maybe I was even just excited. Something good happened. Mm. The publisher called and your book's doing great, you know, whatever. Yeah, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm excited, man, it has me going. And you would think that's all a positive. It still takes a toll. It's still, yeah. you know, yeah. running the body. And so, I, I mean, I'm with you. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all, and Yahoo Finance is a, an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they were hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. 
No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and air doctor is just the best. Air doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital. And Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Well, on that note of anxiety, mind, the mind, the mental health, and more and more, you know that we're talking about that more than ever in the culture. And it's gotten me to thinking about what is the mental state that I want to be at and how am I fostering that? So uh, the the values you have, where do you want to be in your mental health, your mindset, your mental state, and then, uh, yeah, what you're doing to help foster that. There's a, a guy named Tom House, and he's a, a a coach, pitching coach, was to Nolan Ryan, but now also has worked with Drew Brees and Tom Brady. I mean, it's amazing. But he has a phrase called prehab, and I feel like I'm trying to prehab on some of this stuff. I don't want to have to experience a crash to make changes. And so I go to counseling every two weeks, and I, I feel like I'm um, surrounded by – just really great friends that I feel like I can be honest and vulnerable with. And one thing that's actually been really helpful for me um, is gratitude. And there's a guy named Larry Sin, who's the, the, like the, the godfather of the idea of creating corporate culture. And Larry Sin wrote this book called The Mood Elevator. Hmm. And he talks about how, you know, we make our best decisions when we're grateful. And, wow. and so pretty much his whole idea in this book is he, ha- he has this whole mood elevator and all these different feelings as you're, you know, either high on the mood elevator or low. And, you know, he says, we make our best decisions. We're at our best when we're grateful. And in the middle is like curious and interested. So in those moments when you're dealing with a toddler and it's frustrating, 
I can either go into a mental spiral, go lower on the mood elevator and start getting frustrated and angry, or it starts to change my mind when I'm, you know, curious and interested. I wonder why they're acting this way, Hmm. which hopefully can bring me up the mood elevator towards gratitude. And so, you know, the other night, um, my, my toddler didn't sleep that great. And, you know, there's moments when it's just, it is frustrating, but I also try to remind myself what it is that I'm grateful for. And I just, that next morning just said, what a gift that I get to be here to help my daughter sleep, Yeah, you know, and that she trusts me and is comfortable trusting me to help her, you know, through even a a hard time, like not, you know, sleeping well. So gratitude is a huge thing. And I I really do try to, um, keep that top of mind. And and I'd say one of my superpowers is optimism and positivity. And, um, so I also realized that my mood impacts a lot of other people. And I have this belief that I can actually change people's behaviors and mindsets. And so I'm going to be the guy who's going to try to make somebody else smile. And, um, you know, I, I hope that I continue to be somebody who is like so full of joy and energy that that somehow can spill onto other people and that that joy and, and enthusiasm can, you know, somehow make its way into their day to day. You know, that, that to me would be like such a gift. Well, it's working here today. So <laughs> I can testify to that. that. That's like one of the greatest encouragements for me so far. Cause I, I was able to narrate my audiobook. Yeah. And the compliment that I've received several times is like, I just love his energy. And, that's and I'm like, that's so great. I'm, I, I'm very encouraged. I'm pumped about that. And um, so I just, there were so many times reading the audiobook where I, I just said, I want people to like feel me smiling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, um, I, I try to, I try to bring that for sure. Well, here, I'll plug that. Go listen to the build a winning team podcast and you can listen to Tim (laughs) get that energy all, all the time. And then that line again, Tim, make, we make our best decisions when we are grateful. Um, that's, that's a big, that takes it out of the, Oh, it's nice to have gratitude. No, it actually serves you best. Oh yeah. Thank you. There's, there's this podcast, go listen to, so there's a podcast called how leaders lead Mm -hmm. and just look for the episode with Larry sin and you'll hear about the mood elevator. Uh, It's that guy is so inspirational. He's like 80 something years old, still runs triathlons. It's incredible. Awesome. (laughs) And the next one is work career and business. And it deserves a call out that for the past, you know, decade or, or more, I mean, you helped launch story brand, uh, with Donald Miller and now more recently business made simple. And you guys were in the business of helping people with business, with work, yeah. career, with business. My dad, you know, Dan Miller wrote the book work you love. And, and I know you guys have, have done some things together and so this is a big area. So for you personally, then coming out of that, I mean, I know that this is, I would say more tangible probably for you than other people that you've given focus to this of what the values that you have for Tim's work, career, and business and how you're doing that, especially now as your business evolves. And as you said, you've done some transitioning. Yeah. So we've just wanted to be people who are always giving more than we ever asked for. 
just be people who were just constantly offering and giving value. And, you know, so much of what I've learned about this is um, really this idea of focusing on the process, not the result. Hmm. Success is in the process. And it's so easy to get caught up in the metrics, revenue, you know, number of employees we have. But I just found that when we focus on, you know, helping somebody else win, it just seemed as though things just somehow worked out for us. And, you know, one thing that we talk a lot about is in marketing, you are filed away in somebody's brain in the Rolodex of a problem that you solve. So you think of your plumber when you have a plumbing issue, right? They are filed away in your brain when you have that particular problem. So in a business, you want to be known for solving a problem. Hmm. So what we want to be is the medicine when they experience that problem. So in a business, you just want to be in the business of solving problems for people. Mm -hmm. And what that requires is for you to make them the hero and for you to come alongside them and, and help them on whatever journey they're on, you know, bringing your expertise and, and everything to that. So mm -hmm. I, I really love that idea. If you go solve problems for other people, you think of adding value to them more often than you're, you know, trying to ask and demand money or whatnot. I just feel like if that is your process, that is your rhythm, that is your motivation, I just have to believe that the results, the revenue, all of that will take care of itself. I don't want people to miss that. I, as a lifetime entrepreneur, I, I still grapple with that sometimes of coming back in my business, in my endeavors and realizing that I can fall away from answering that question or making sure that the public is seen me promote that, that what am I there to solve? Even this podcast, self-helpful. What am yeah. I there? What if we say podcasting at large, go along, look at the categories and each one solving something. Now the most popular podcasts are solving probably boredom and the desire just mm -hmm. to be entertained. Okay. Point taken. And then they're making yeah. billions yeah. or millions, you know, on doing that. And then what are the other things? And for me to answer what I want to solve, what problem I want to solve for people in this podcast speaks to how I name it, what definition I give to it, what the tagline slogan, whatever is how I start the show off. And man, that's so easy to fall away from and, and forget oh. in our businesses and in marketing, as you said, it is. And, and the reality is if we go too long without those little reminders, we just default, make it about ourselves. I it takes work stepping on my to toes, make it Dan. about somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched you guys, you're, you're the stuff that you put out with, um, with story brand on, man, I remember back in the day and you would do like website audits, you know, and look at one yeah. and Donna would say, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is not, this is all about the company. The product service has nothing to do. And he's doing that, you know, and I'm sitting there trying to keep my ego intact and go over my website and go, Oh my gosh, I just violated everything. And I, and I've been in this game forever. It pays my bills yeah. still most of the time, you know, I, and, <laughs> and yet we do. So thank you for that money, uh, finances, wealth. 
And lately I've even been thinking, actually, it's part of my book of putting in their possessions because sometimes mm. we don't bring that into the game and I'll find somebody who will kind of put off, you know, what the idea of wealth, especially and what they look at. And yet I'll see some significant life patterns and habits towards possessions that they have that I would put into this category. So I've been playing with that, yeah. haven't officially even brought it in here, but the values you have towards money, finances, wealth, and I'll even put that possessions and, uh, and then how you practice those. So just very practically, we are huge Dave Ramsey fans and well, you're in Dave Ramsey um, land. Doesn't he own Nashville yeah, now? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we, we went through financial peace and my wife and I got out of debt, you know, our house is the only debt that we have. And, um, so, you know, we, we've been people who have tried to spend the money that we have and, and not use credit cards and things. So that's a yeah. huge value foundation for us. But what's interesting, I, uh, as I'm writing my book, I came across this uh, book that Gretchen Rubin wrote called The Happiness Project. I'm aware of it, yeah, but haven't, haven't digged in. And there's a little section in there that she called Secrets of Adulthood. Hmm. And she had this list of her secrets. And it just inspired me. And I was holding our daughter for a nap one day. And on my phone, I just started a note and just started typing out, what are my secrets of adulthood? And what started off as kind of a fun little list kind of evolved into a more weighty list of things that I really wanted to teach my kids someday. And um, here, I'll just kind of read a few of these. Offer grace over guilt. Do things with excellence and the rest will take care of itself. Gratitude is better than resentment. Distance yourself from drama. Go out of your way to encourage those behind the scenes. Be a firefighter. Run toward the problem. If you have a dream, chase it and don't let pessimists derail you. Stay out of debt. Try to make it to Augusta the first week of April every year for the Masters. You know, so I kind of (laughs) keep going on and on. But what I thought was interesting, and and I talk a little bit about this in the, the next section of the book, is what was interesting is I never once talked about money. Hmm. I never wrote, make a lot of money. I don't have a problem with it, but it's just not a motivation for me in the way that it is for some people. For a lot of people, building wealth and you know, creating behaviors and, and all that around that is, is, a, is a, a motivator. It's, it's not for me. So I, I just think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So making that, that list, those secrets of adulthood, it really just created some themes for me to just show me what I really valued, which, you know, if you, you really even boil that down a little bit to what I talk about in the book, what you value is another way to just say, this is what success is to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just thought that was pretty interesting as I made that list of a hundred things. I mean, I, I didn't, I just kind of kept going. I didn't, I wasn't numbering them. And I get to the end and I've made a list of a hundred and not once did I talk about finances, which I thought was pretty interesting. It's incredibly interesting to look at that and what you value, because that's, this has always been a stumbling block for me. I have my, I have some baggage in this area of finances and, and whatnot, because money in and of itself is not a motivator, but what are my values? Time, flexibility, yeah. being present yeah. for my family and being present for myself, uh, activities that I want to do outside of work. Well, if I'm going to have time, 
then I need money to afford that, or I need less possessions because I won't have the money for that. And so it's showing me my, you said, what do I value here? And it all comes to play, which is why I've been putting that possessions in there as well. Yeah. 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 Um, and you did, I, I gotta, I'll make a call out your list. I love that. I'll, I, I was forever impacted eons ago. I don't know when it was published by H Jackson Brown and his life's little instruction book. I think it was in the bathroom when I was a kid, maybe. And that's a story that he wrote some stuff to his son, as my memory goes, something like that. And it became this book that sold millions. And, uh, man, so I appreciate you what you've done there. Well, the next one, achievements and interests is one that I am interested in as I've been doing this and hearing what are those things you value and even into the things that you do for fun and play the things that inspire you that are, are more for you. Cause we talked about this and so much you're doing for other people, but what is it there? And you've talked about, and I pulled this out of the out of the book. Actually, no, it was in the intake form for doing the show. And I saw some of your regrets and they tipped me off onto some things you were interested in. So we've, and you've talked about them since you, we've heard that you were a musician, a musician, and you got to answer because yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't know if you were playing something, singing something, yeah, writing yeah. stuff we've heard about. There's obviously some golf, uh, devotion here. We know you watch basketball and play basketball. So tell me, tell me more. Yeah. So you know, one of my big dreams, I, I wanted to, you know, be John Mayer. I, I wrote these songs. I had some on iTunes. I, so that was a really fun passion for me for a really long time. Um, it's interesting to see how that's just kind of faded for me. I, uh, I have a guitar in my house and I just don't really even pick it up anymore. Hmm. I'm not mad at it. I just don't spend any time um, doing it. And, and maybe I will later on, but that's a thing that actually was a pretty big part of my life for several years. Hmm. Um, the things that are interesting to me now, I really love podcasts. If I'm in the car, I choose to do that. I just am constantly consuming and I read a lot. Um, and I just, I love information and part of what's been fun about writing a book is being able to curate stories and kind of orchestrate and organize a lot of these different thoughts and ideas and use all of the podcast quotes and book quotes to kind of put together some kind of message to, to share with people. So I really love that. What's interesting as I even see that word achievements, what comes to mind for me is I talk about this in counseling often trying to find the motivation. It, I really have a hard time allowing myself to golf and do things like that because I just feel like I am only as good as what I am delivering and producing and handing in. Yeah. So this idea of rest is very hard for yeah. me, actually. Well, welcome to the club. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh, can, get, we can get I, better. I have a hard time. And um, I've not resolved that yet but it's a thing that I'm thinking about. And there's this song that, um, that, that has kind of been, I've listened to a lot over the last couple of years called gyra. And it's this whole idea of like, you're enough, you know? And, and sometimes I just feel like 
I am only as good as what I create and produce. And as soon as I stop doing that for somebody, I, I, I then lose my value. And as a friend, I'm going to be the one that is giving way more than I ask. Cause I'm just, I think probably subconsciously freaked out that the moment that I am no longer useful and valuable to you, like I'm, I'm out. So I'm going to over deliver. And, and I don't think it comes out like super wonky and it doesn't feel weird, but I am definitely mindful of, of that. And, um, so it's, it's kind of Ian Cron talks about with the Enneagram, like what's best about you is what's worst about you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that, you know, probably one of my greatest tendencies is how I am so willing to give to other people. And yet then, as I think then about my own worth and value, sometimes that's a thing that can you know, be attention. It's like, wow, what's the true motivation here? Um, so I, I think it's good to just be mindful of, and all I can ask for is self-awareness and, you know, trying to get a little bit better. I, I don't think that there are silver bullets in life or in business. You know, the silver bullet is continuous improvement and the greatest people that I know, people who have had success at the highest level, they focus on getting 1% better. So I try not to, you know, make myself feel too bad about some of these realizations or learnings. I just see it as, you know, oh, it's great self-awareness. Now I have something that I can work with and, and, and work to improve. You know, it's interesting coming from your background and story brand and the hero uh, aspect, because what you talked about there, I too see a counselor and that's really where I'm digging in most right now is my, the glory of me and the death of me being the hero. And mm -hmm. the question that's put before me right now is if I'm not the hero, then who am I? And mm -hmm. in candor, as you said a moment ago, I haven't resolved that. Um, that's, that's in process. And, and I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you earlier, and I forgot to address that, that you go to counseling every two weeks. And I just want to hit that because we're talking about that more and more. Um, we're about to have another advertiser in that realm because I'm an advocate too, that we still tend to associate counseling with crisis and it doesn't sound like that's what you're doing. Yeah. Prehab. Prehab. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're back there. Prehab. Yeah. You know, and you know, I just, I really there's a guy named Steven Mansfield and he did an episode with story brand several years ago. And he might even have a book with the same title, but it's like 10 signs of a leadership crash or something in that realm. And, um, I hear things like that and I see news stories of leaders who have had moral failings or whatnot. And I just want to believe that I can, chase the biggest things that I can dream up and also have a really healthy marriage, family yeah. life, great friendships, good relationship with money and things and, um, stay healthy, you know, keep spirituality important in my life, have a good mental head space. You know, I, I just, each of these little buckets, I just, I don't want to believe the lie that I'm going to fail in some of these things. I actually want to believe that with some intention and some prehab and self-awareness and, uh, you know, God, you know, having my back that 
that I can actually, you know, continue on. It's not going to be perfect. Like I also know that challenges come, but it's how we respond to challenges. And, and, and so I, I hope that I can continue to chase down all these things and, and also be really healthy in a lot of these areas. Well, that's what this episode is for. That is a, a great, it's a great ending statement, but I'm going to ask one last question. Top. What are some top John Mayer songs? When I asked that, what's the first thing that pops up? <laughs> when, when I saw that, I thought, man, cause I'm a fan. Come on. Give me a couple. Give me a couple. Oh my gosh. Hang on. Now, the, I'm, the not only, good with song, that, I'm not good with the song things titles, that man. pop up for me are like the hits, but yeah, I'm going to tell you, hang on. I'm, I'm pulling it up. Cause it's where I want to give you some good answers. Um, I wouldn't want to be asked cause I, I'm, I don't tend to remember the titles, but man, I, 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 it's, I'm intrigued with what resonates with people. So I really like this song called the heart of life. Okay. Uh, really good. Stop this train. Yeah. Is another really great one from that continuum record that I really like. And there's also a song that I really like from one of his early records. And it's called, hang on, I'm pulling it up. Cause I almost know like track. I'm like, it's track number four, you know, that's um, a true fan. Is this one. <laughs> and what are you looking it up on? What's your platform? Uh, I'm on Spotify right now. Yeah, me, me too. I Ooh, live, okay. I live there. I really like, there's a song called home life and it just feels, I just, I love home. Life. I like, I just like the feeling of it. And I like the song clarity from the heavier things. Yeah. Uh, record, you know, so anyways, okay. sometimes it, I don't even, a lot of times know what the words are. Yep. I just like how it feels and, um, for better, got for so better many. or worse, I do too. Exactly. Though I'm, I'm often grateful when I will pay attention and realize that the feel I liked also contained words that I support once in yeah. a while it doesn't. So there you go. If you want to know more about, uh, Tim, <laughs> there's songs you can pull up on John Mayer and understand a little more, man, just a gift to hear, your, some of the background and to hear your values, man. It's, it's, um, uh, the gift to be privy to thank you for your candor. Thank you for your heart and for your time with us today, Tim. Yeah. Thanks for creating space. You don't get to talk about some of this stuff very often. So yeah. it's, it's cool to feel known. Yeah. I think so many of us want to feel known yeah. and, um, and if somehow something that I said is helpful for somebody, you know, maybe it has them think a little differently about one of these things, or maybe it has them calling a counselor. I think if, if that happens, this is a win for, for all of us. Um, in, in all truth, man, you've, you've benefited me. Uh, you've given me things to ponder. I have stuff. I wish you could see, I should send you a screenshot of what I made bold, what I put in blue, the things that are just notes just for me to take mm -hmm. and, ponder, pursue, and, and I think take action on of what you've shared. So mission accomplished. Thanks, cool. man. Grateful. Thank you. All right, friends. Again, find Tim Schur's book, The Secret Society of Success. Stop chasing the spotlight and learn to enjoy your work and life again, wherever you get books and check out Tim Schur's podcast, Build a Winning Team, uh, at wherever you get your podcast and at 
secretsocietyfree.com. You can get the first two chapters of the book. And my goodness, I, I don't know if I said it at the top of the show, if you did not hear part one uh, where we talked, you can go back and find that uh, probably a few episodes, a couple uh, before this one in the podcast uh, thread. Thank you for choosing to tune in to the Self-Helpful Podcast. If you got value, I'd ask you to subscribe. Don't miss any other episodes. Leave us a review. Help other people know what they can hear. Best of all, take something you learned today, share it with someone else. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself. 